do 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 Dean by day, Dunia by night. <laughs> shut up, <laughs> bro. Shut up, bro. Come on, bro. I'm I thought su- you had better tempo. I'm surprised this took more than one try. We usually get it in one try. It's okay. We just gotta get back in the hang of things. So. Yeah. What's up? What's up is that uh, the world is at the brink of collapse. And uh, a lot of things are taking place in the world that we have no control over. So, you know, just uh, getting by, you know, what about you? Starting this podcast off on deep philosophical issues. I read it. Strict geopolitical, sociopolitical issues. Uh Uh-oh. What happened just now? Why did Why did man's FaceTime just cut, bro? <laughs> Not mine, yours, bro. Nah, it was yours on my side. It was yours on my side. Wow, well, whatever. Evidently, FaceTime does not want us to run this. Oh shit, yo! Do you know what's crazy? The video started getting bad as soon as you started talking about it. <laughs> That's some Alex Jones shit right there. Speaking of which, actually, let's start with that. Alex Jones? <laughs> Yo. 972 million. <laughs> I, I literally texted you that day. That, that, that was a light fee, bro. <laughs> you just have to live for 16 million years. If you live on a 60K salary, yeah. you can pay it off. It's, like, it's pretty doable. 60K US or 60K Canadian? Does it make a difference? I mean, it does, but... It does, a huge one. <laughs> <laughs> it probably, like, add on an additional, like, 13,000 years. <laughs> but... That's so fucked up. Hang on a second. How much is... Because this was in US. So how much is 972 to CAD? It's... <laughs> Yo... He's in Canadian dollars is one point three five billion. Holy shit. <laughs> That's I don't even know how to like fathom that amount of money. It's like You know what the weird thing is? Is like all of this these fines, these fees that this guy has to pay, this entire thing has all just been over one event or one commentary on one event that happened i i don't even know how long whenever sandy hook was this guy literally just said that it was fake and but he like, what's, not only what's, did his career the, skyrocket what's the fine but like though? defamation i think uh it was over a defamation lawsuit right so defamation um like damages to whatever mental health hang on a second alex jones fine he was find it for conspiracy theories hang on a second i didn't know, I there know was what the a lawsuit for conspiracy well, i guess there is and damages <laughs> the the reuters article says right-wing conspiracy theorist alex jones must pay at least 965 million in damages to numerous families of victims of the 2012 Sandy Hook mass shooting for falsely claiming they were actors who faked the tragedy. 
Yikes. I mean, he, like, fully admitted, like, that he was wrong, like, much after, but... I mean, yeah, he's an idiot, but... I don't know, like, almost a billion dollars for something like that. Like, people talk shit all the time, you know? That's the weird thing, is, like... I don't know, it, like, there's been... Well, your country has... No, I'm not going to say your country. I'll say that later. But my like, country? This is not my yo, country, man. Once you fully it's not... <laughs> I don't, nah, I don't nah. Nah. rep this country like that, bro. <laughs> don't, don't, don't put that on my conscience like that. It's all right. You live there. You live there. I'm going to have to say it. Um, the U.S. has seen its fair share of, like, full shootings, like, mass shootings. But, like, you don't hear... You'll hear people say all kinds of crazy stuff about those shootings, but, like, they don't get fined. Nine exactly. Plus million exactly. dollars for it, you know. I guess so it's because like, he. It's. I guess it's because he has like a platform, and he. I don't know. Like, what else did he do wrong other than that? Because it's not like well, he like went up to the doors of these families and was like, like vandalizing their their houses. You know, it's like I don't know. I don't know what the truth is to be honest. Like, apparently, there are a lot of people who say that this guy like started running around and like chasing down these families and like kind of telling them off or something like that like you can i i can kind of believe it mainly just because of his personality like alex jones seems like the type of dude who will just get confrontational for no reason but like i kind of compare it to this is a weird comparison but eminem puts out an album and in that album he has a track which is literally about ariana grande's like bombing (laughs) oh and he also did one from the the las vegas massacre too where he like portrayed himself as like the depressed kid who shoots up the whole place. Right. And like this dude didn't get fined at all. And he has a platform. He's probably got even more on his platform than Alex Jones does. So like I don't know where the fine line is here. Yeah. I think it's the it's more so just like the misportrayal of the families. Um, who like lost their kids, I guess, you know. It's like I guess if you look at it from that perspective, it's pretty fucked up. I mean, it is 100% fucked up, but I don't know if that's... I, I think there's just like a headline of fine. I don't think it's actually they're going to end up like charging the guy a billion dollars. <laughs> like, you know, like... It's weird because know. I think according to this, there's $49 million that's guaranteed. So... I don't even think that's his net worth be charging him 49 million like that no so the verdict which came after three weeks of testimony in a state court in waterbury connecticut far outstripped the 49 million jones was ordered to pay in august by texas jury in a similar case brought by two other sandy hook parents so i guess this guy's been going through lawsuits for like a couple of months now and like the fine has just gotten procedurally worse (laughs) there is this one thing though that as much as Alex Jones is whack, he has come. He has revealed a lot of crazy shit that's in the government too, that he like yep. called out like a long time ago. So like, whatever people say about him, I'd say he's like a fifty-fifty, where like fifty percent of the shit he says is like quite bullshit, but then the other fifty percent is like actual facts. So yep, I don't know, like. I'm not trying to support the guy or anything. I'm just saying in general, like, regardless of what he, like, there's there's a lot of, like, government people, I'm pretty sure, that are, like, also just trying to, like, get rid of the guy. (laughs) 
but I don't know. I don't know what the actual facts or truth are about any of this stuff. Like, I feel like people who like follow conspiracy theories just go crazy after a certain time. It makes sense. Let me see. This article also says, okay, the Infowars finances are not public. But according to trial testimony, the site brought in revenue of $165 million between 2016 and 2018. An economist in Texas case estimated that Jones is personally worth between 135 and 270 million. Holy. I think he's wealthy just because of the Infowars thing and like public events that he goes to like speak at or appear at whenever he would like show up. Well, he was the first one to reveal like the Bohemian Grove stuff, right? Mm hmm. Like that stuff is wild. That, it's kind of scary if you like look into that stuff. That's the thing about this dude is like I think the problem is with all these men who actually kind of low key speak facts sometimes is that their personality suggests otherwise. <laughs> I know. That's it's like issue. a yeah, it's like a return, like a diminishing returns, right? Like it's yeah, all these guys. It's like this dude just he's just he just the one problem that I have is that like I guess he started yelling from birth. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this guy's. I can't stand listening to him for more than five minutes. Before, before it's just like, bruv, my ears hurt, man. It's time to go, you know? Kanye, same thing. Kanye used to be kind of bearable. But yeah. like, n now this guy speaks like too much of a Karen sometimes. So this is weird inflections. He's gotten way, way, way too white. Facts. Then he has the same problem too. Like, there'll be times when he speaks like absolute bullshit. And then there's times when he says something... Where you're you're reading and you're going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's. I was watching this YouTuber the other day. Is he was explaining it pretty well. Where like, I think the problem is when people try to debate Kanye, they debate him with like hard hard facts, but the way Kanye speaks, he doesn't speak in like factual matter. He speaks more so in like an art form where like he's, he's like a very like nation of Islam like, like you know, th that type of like language. I don't know if you've heard that type of... Just the, the wording of it is just, like, not very direct and factual. It's very, like, overarching material. So I think yeah. they're, like, in order to debate him, you have to use, like, very similar, similar like, verbiage. So... Actually, speaking of Nation of Islam, it's weird. So I guess this all kind of ties together strangely. I was watching a video, an old one, an interview with Louis Farrakhan. And uh, I forget the British interviewer. Yeah. But this guy started, like, the British interviewer, this white dude, started saying things about Nigeria and how, like, oh, Nigeria is considered the most corrupt country in the world, something like that. He's like, I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. And then Farrakhan just, like, ripped him a new one. Right? And he said nothing but factual things. He's like, don't yeah. talk about corruption while we live in a country that's most corrupt. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what he said, I was like, I was listening to him, and I'm like, okay. This guy fully tore him a new one, saying, speaking nothing but facts, right? Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> this is the same dude who goes around to, like, all over the place and starts going crazy on his, like, anti-Jew thing. Yeah. But, like, really far into the anti-Jew thing. <laughs> like, at least Kanye's anti-Jew thing is more like Zionists, right? Yeah. So, like, that's all right. I'll allow it. But, like, Farrakhan's anti-Jew thing is, like, Zionist plus plus yeah i don't know where those guys end up bro this dude goes to mosques 
talking about how like Jews are the devil. I'm like, bro, you're not in the wrong place. You're not in the right place. <laughs> yeah, facts. Like, I don't know, man. Sometimes I just think the world would just like slow down. You know, man, you should just vibe out. Seriously, man. He's talking like a pothead. I think that's what the effect California's had on me. No, I think that's what listening to Jimi Hendrix all day has done to you. <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> Speaking of, where's this obsession coming from? I'm now, I'm curious. I would say it comes more so just from like browsing Spotify and just like, I guess liking like the sound of an electric guitar. And then from there, I sort of branched off into like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, you know, all the classics. So, Pink Floyd. Hey, let's go. Dark Side of the Moon, boys. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's crazy to like listen to his shit, man. Because from his era, like the 60s, you wouldn't think someone would be able to play the guitar like that. Because that, that, that rock and roll sound didn't really get, like, become as popular until like the 80s with like ACDC and all these bands coming in. Yep. But yeah, like for someone to be like revolutioning the sound like, like of like a guitar in like the late 60s was like crazy. Like man is well ahead of his time. I think we've discussed this before, but yeah. It's like wild how much like there's there's a comment where it was like even if Jimi Hendrix isn't your favorite guitarist, he's your favorite guitarist's favorite guitarist. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the full source. Because Slash took a lot from him. Uh, Iggy Pop, weirdly, took a lot from him. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, who else? Frickin' Trent Reznor. And then uh, Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Like you have all like this weird dichotomy of everyone that came after Hendrix, who like learned from Hendrix, except for Future. <laughs> Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that he calls he just... himself Hendrix, bro. That guy, I hate like... that he uses two X's at the end. Yeah, that's my biggest gripe. Is that not only have you desecrated this man's legacy, but you've also yeah. ruined it with an extra X. <laughs> and then he goes around talking about how he's like. Hendrix. No. <laughs> no, you're not. Nor close, bro. You're just a man with some braids. But yeah. No, it's it's crazy. Like, I think we were talking about this earlier too, where I was like, these guys will. Like, these, like, legendary status musicians. Like, mm-hmm. well, not all of them, but some of them, like, they don't even know how to read, mu- like, notes, like, musical notes, right? Like, it's like these people reach a certain point from just like practice and like nonstop just like love and passion for whatever they play. It's just yeah. over time it just adds up and they become this. I, I think apart from like the actual like musical intelligence, it's also just like just like that one in a million talent that just or not even one in a million, just like one in like one of ever. one. One of one, yeah, of ever. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's a few guys that are like that. There's Hendrix, there's Marley, there's... Like, if you go kind of further either up the chain or down the chain... Like, hell, even Whitney Houston. Yeah. You know? Daft Punk. 
Death 101 for sure. Yeah. There are just certain mm-hmm. sounds you, you just can't replicate. Like, specifically Jimi Hendrix is like, because I, I remember just going through YouTube and just like looking for covers and stuff. Because I don't know, I, I, I kind of like people attempting to like mimic the sound and like, there's just something about it. The closest someone I got was Stevie Ray Vaughan. He did a lot of covers for Jimi Hendrix, but even his sound is like not, it's not the real thing. I don't know, but like, the way he was able to play the original, like his original music was just like, Damn, like I have no idea. Well, yeah, because <clears throat> any other artist who covers another artist, they're usually throwing their own little twist on things. So at the end of the day, you're always getting a variation. You go in it with that, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Hendrix obviously played it the way he played it. Yeah. You can't replicate it regardless, because yo, even if you watch his finger positions while he's playing, it's weird. Like this guy does not play. Normal finger positions have like a certain structure. Your fingers have to look a certain way. This guy does, was not doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was making chords with just two fingers or three fingers, not using all four. Right. His thumb was in the wrong place. He's doing it backward. I'm just like, this is just strange to me. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. once you, I think once you've got yourself glued to something for so long, you can kind of figure things out without having to go the normal way, you know? Yeah. No, but yeah, it's wild, man. Like... I don't know. It's just I've just been vibing to that music heavily lately, so yeah. that's where I'm at. I kind of go have like my phases with music in general. Sometimes I'll like go back to like trap music, or well, very rare. Like lately, not much, but like um, I've also just been doing like a lot of like low key EDM, not like the house music or anything, but the more just like contemporary type music. Yeah, yeah. You should try yeah. to. Margarine, bro. <laughs> that I don't know why. This, that, I think that's like one genre it would take me time to like get me used to. But apart from that, it's like it's a vibe for sure, though. I won't deny that. I don't know, man. I've been on this weird international kick for the last like two years almost. Because it's so okay. I think yeah. Because yo, that but this is the thing. It's like that guy pretty much opened up this bridge now all of a sudden i'm exploring like way more man's listening to music from albania man (laughs) (laughs) and the funny thing is it's fire this is what i this is what surprises me the most it's like we here listen to music that like kind kind of either comes out of the uk or north america for the most part right or like latin music which you've got colombia and that's it like where else is it coming from, right? Bad yeah. Bunny, Anwell. Well, Bad Bunny's Costa Rica, right? Yeah, he is. Right, Anwell. Freaking, yeah. I don't know who else. Those are the only two, really. I mean, you have like Daddy Maluma Yankee. and like Daddy Yankee, all those. Yeah, ones. Maluma like... too. But it's usually just like three little countries that it comes from, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't realize like overseas. You've got obviously the Afrobeat stuff, but even that only comes from barely Africa, because a lot of these dudes are in the UK. That's the that's the weird thing. Like Afrobeats is a mix between Jamaican house and just like whatever had been adopted in the UK. If you want real African music, you're talking about like dengue and like you know North African genres, because that's a completely different thing, you know. Right. Even um. Even uh, what's his name? 
Burner Boy. Like he's oh, in yeah. the UK now. He's man's not. He's not nowhere back home. You know, <laughs> he doesn't need to be. So like obviously now this guy's like collaborating with everybody, but even his music has not been like yeah. fully, fully, fully African vibes. You know. Yeah, I mean speaking of so, that, like, like Afrobeats is like on the rise for just like yeah i think everyone realizes that it's like a genre that's like kind of like on the come up so they're trying to yeah. get like their foot in the door with it it's a kind of funny which and weirdly it like it works it does but like drake's been on it before a lot of men's like with Wizkid and stuff yes he's been on it a lot earlier but yeah now like yeah man's man, like justin bieber selena gomez offset but i think <laughs> but i think i think drake on afrobeats is like sensical like it does make sense it makes sense the city, yeah. that he, the city that he lives in kind of harbors that you know mm-hmm. and but like i know selena gomez obviously like whatever she's she's technically like honorary canadian but is she her on an when you date justin bieber for like six years you're honorary canadian did you become a timbit when you say the word tings in your songs you're automatically canadian she says tings? Yes. What the In hell? a couple of collabs. In a, that she'll adopt it. Okay. She'll, she'll be on like a track with Tory Lanez, for instance, and she'll talk about tings. I must be like, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> Which I rate it because I just rate Selena Gomez in general. So yeah, don't be shitting. Um, but yeah, like Bieber on an Afrobeat. But then again, Bieber on any genre is going to work now. Because this guy got like super good all of a sudden. I think he was always super good. He just didn't have the right guidance. <laughs> but I wonder if it was his manager, to be honest. I forgot what his name was, but yeah. There's been a lot of shit about that guy, but... Yeah, I think it was him. Because I think we realized like Bieber could actually make it far with that DJ Snake track. <laughs> and the track he hated a lot with the... Uh... Skrillex? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't like that track at all. <laughs> Bieber's good. vocal is fine, but the rest of the production is deserves to be landfill. <laughs> I like it, but I know you hate it. So, well, the point being is, uh, what were we on before that? Afrobeats is reaching, man. Yeah. I'd be curious to see who else hops on. Bro, if I hear Dua Lipa on Afrobeats, man, <laughs> just just wait. Jeez. It'll happen. It'll happen. There's gonna be a full. She album seems to just... be the deciding factor for the rest of the pop industry. The minute she went on Retrowave, everyone went on Retrowave. The minute this well, girl like, goes retro-wave, on Afrobeats, everyone's gonna do that. Well, like Retrowave was like, I think it was already like, I think Retrowave was already on the come up. Then you had man like, Weekend, release Blinding Lights. Yeah, and people realized how big it was. Yeah, and then Dua Lipa was like, "Oh, all right, let me just make a whole fucking album with this sound." So I mean, listen, from a business standpoint, it's good for her because you have to think she's basically set herself up for like steady income off of that album. Because the thing with the retro wave sound, at least, it's going to be cyclical. Mans are going to forget about it in the next couple of years, and then suddenly someone's going to be like, "Man, retro wave was dope." Then they're going to find her album and go, she used to do Retrowave. <laughs> like we did with Kavinsky. You know what I mean? Like Kavinsky is like a household name when it comes to this sound. But later down the line, he may not be. It might yeah. be The weekend. It might be Dua Lipa. You know. I won't be surprised. 
Yeah, the concert that the weekend had with the Don FM. I don't know. I didn't like that he only played Don FM music. I mean, mostly. But according to our mutual friend, he dipped into a couple of classics, but it wasn't like the main sort of part yeah. of the concert. It was all. The guy Don was FM supposed stuff. to join this uh, this podcast, but he dipped. Yeah, I don't know where he's at. I don't want to ask those questions either. To be honest. <laughs> I don't want to know where he's at. I did, I did ask him if he wanted to. He seemed okay with it, but he'll. I don't know. Whatever. We'll do it later. We have a few things. We gotta. We have to. We have to check him on his hot take, and we also have to run like a one-two intervention. <laughs> what was the inter- intervention about again? Oh, about his, uh, his ecosystem. For sure. Honestly, when I see people with an Android at this point, I'm just like, I question their, like, life decisions. <laughs> no, seriously, like, what, like, what is holding them back from moving to, like, the better device? Those are the same people. And that's not I even, like, a subjective with. point of view. I'll, 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 like, stand by that. <laughs> no, it's fully objective. It makes sense. Yeah. Because you have to think, like, so, okay, so the first, okay, the Google Pixel Watch just got released. Yeah. And, and like the Google Pixel 7 got released, yeah? So you, I don't know if you watched the majority of the MKBHD video, but like the Google Pixel watch is definitely shit. Yeah. <laughs> like they got, there's no two sizes. It's just one size. The screen is strange. I mean, I'm sure it looks good in person, but it gives a vibe of like cheapness. I don't know. The whole thing is made of plastic and not metal which yeah. automatically is kind of like a red flag. Like, I don't know. It's just the whole user interface with a circular screen for me, I don't. I just don't understand it. Yeah. Because you can't read anything properly, you know? And the fact that yeah. it's basically just a Fitbit with a little extra. Essentially, yeah. But this is my problem with Google is like Google does this to themselves. They shoot themselves in the foot like this. So like, I don't know if you, so you sent me the article or I think you did. So Google Stadia, they're like cloud gaming. Thing. Yeah. Man's immediately shut it down for no reason. And the what reason like prob- they only ran for like a year or something or a year and a half or two years. I don't know. It was running for around two years almost. Yeah. Right. I got an email from them and they said about how they're, they're sunsetting Google Stadia. Sunsetting. <laughs> like, Okay. In software terms, it basically means that we're going to be, like, phasing it out, you know? Yeah. But in reality, it's just like, yeah, we know our user base is garbage, so there's no point in funding this yeah. project anymore, you know? And they do this to themselves so often. This is what I don't get. How many Google Chat apps have existed so far? I think MKBHD actually counted. I think it was, like, 28 or something, right? Yeah. Or some large amount. Because <laughs> you can still use Google Hangouts in the Gmail website. <laughs> <laughs> why did that ever exist man so stupid i don't know i don't know what it is with this company it's like they do one thing really really well two things that's their search obviously and their assistant their yeah. assistant's top game okay like even as an apple man's i can definitely 100 percent admit that like google's assistant is phenomenal their version of android is also the best but well, from what it I've is heard, their Android. That's the thing. Their uh, operating system obviously is the best one. Their problem is they've sourced out the code to all the other companies to make their own skins. This yeah. is where the issues go through. 
you know. The other, I don't know, but like MKB was also talking about how like the Pixel 6 is like, after like two, three months of using it, it became hella glitchy to the point that it was like unusable. Yeah, so our mutual friend has a Pixel phone. Yeah. So I want to ask him about these things too. Oh no, he doesn't have a Pixel phone. I have another friend of mine who's got a Pixel phone. I asked him oh, about okay. this. Where it, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, it starts to kind of lag out every now and again. He has a Pixel 6 Plus, I think, or something. Yeah. Whatever their big one is. Six but in my mind, I'm like, six. I don't know. Whatever. In my mind, I'm, I always think this. It's just like, how is it that this massive behemoth of a company who like specializes in software, yeah. like, how is it that they've got this so wrong? You know, because at this point, it's really predictable. Like, they're basically just piggybacking off of whatever Apple is doing right now. As far as like, like phone OS features, you know. Well, like literally, like, there's 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 even like add-ons now for like Android or like you can literally get the fucking the, dynamic the island, island, yeah, dynamic <laughs> island on your on your Android. It's just yeah. like so sad, man. Like, why? Because these are the same people who they shit all over whenever apple comes up with something apple does dynamic island people are like oh we've had, we've had hole punch cutouts yeah. for three years now <laughs> or like we've had always on displays for whatever however long but now watch whenever google does their next version of 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 android operating system they're always on display is going to have the wallpaper included hands down oh 100 hands down <laughs> They're going to probably do some like dumb thing with their whole punch systems too. I'm sure that OEMs are going to come in and be like, yeah, we're going to make our like whole punch cameras more dynamic with like pixels going around it and like waveforms yeah. and shit like that. Like they're going to do it. And then Android fanboys are going to be like, oh, innovation. Innovation. <laughs> yeah. Like the thing is that's that's the greatest thing that Apple's been always been good at is they like let Android like, fin- like fiddle around with like random shit. And then yeah. eventually, when it comes time, they'll like kind of take all those things and like make it hello like professional and clean. Yep. And then Android is like, we've been doing that for whatever yeah. x amount of years. And then, but when Apple does it, they do it with like with some flavor. <laughs> I don't know. They do it with they handle it. Whenever they add like some weird ass feature, they always <laughs> make it the center of attention, and they add like a lot of attention. They put a lot of attention on it and. They make sure that it's like the best thing it could be. <laughs> well, think of headphone jack, which yeah. is like I think most, still to this day, most notorious is probably yeah. headphone jack, right? So Apple gets rid of headphone jack. I think at the seven. Was it the uh, seven? Yeah, it was the seven. It was the seven, right? Yeah. So they get rid of headphone jack at seven. Android mans go off. Yeah. Oh, why would you get rid of the headphone jack? And then Apple goes. We support wireless headphones. Android goes, we've been supporting wireless headphones for years. Yeah? So literally three, four months later, Samsung says, we're cutting headphone jacks. Yeah. You know what I I remember? I still remember your younger self in first year university talking about how, (laughs) what wired headphones? Bro, you don't even have low bass drivers. Can't get low end on uh, wireless. Which at the time, I guess you did have a point. But then, and but then, like real, real quick, you know, like AirPods and all this shit came out, and like people realized that like wireless headphones are just as good. 
If not better in some situations, but I don't know. Yeah. I had... I don't remember what pair I had from... Oh, they were the black Bose ones. Yeah. And then I had like a white pair of Bose ones. But then I used to carry this little amp with me. Oh, yeah. Remember that thing? <laughs> I remember. I had, had a lot of weird gadgets. Me. Hey, but that amp came in handy because it was a headphones player. So the two of us used to watch it with oh, like yeah. our own selective pair of over-ear headphones. Because I know you and I were over-ear headphone men. Yeah, I used to have the Beats. Solo Beats? Yeah. Yeah. So like that one came in handy. But yeah, I was one of those men. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit it. It is what it is. But it's okay. Life life moves on. People change. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> No, I think it wasn't until I, I, uh, when I got, I think when I got my 8 Plus, I didn't get any wireless headphones at the time. I was still using the, uh... The Bose. Yeah. Because I had that stupid, like, dongle that I would plug in. Yeah. But when, but when did you, it, when did you decide that, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy an iPhone? Like, when did, when did you think your, your converting started to happen? You know what it was? I always wanted one. This is the problem. So <laughs> so you so do you, do you think this is the problem with all Android men? Is this is what like they all yes because I can parallel this. I can parallel this to a few. <laughs> there's a few things that I have purchased in my personal life with other people have told me that they've always wanted. So okay, so I always wanted an iPhone ever since the four because my mom who had one he had the four S and I loved it. I was like yeah. I cannot believe that this device is like you know what I mean. It was amazing. But when it came to me being a child and owning a phone the deciding factor was Bashir Ahmed <laughs> okay so the problem is this my dad had he had a contract with ABB at the time yeah like his company phone was in contract with ABB and ABB had done a deal with Bell right where Bell basically gave them a corporate plan okay I think it was somewhere of like $13 a month you get like yeah. talk, text, whatever. My dad got some data. So he went to his man's in ABB and said, listen, I'm trying to hook my family up on this plan too because at the time it was allowed. The company was like offering that because they were more than willing to pay for their employees. Yeah? Yeah. So my dad got this $25 a month plan for both me and my mom where it was just like talk, text, and no data. And the problem is the selection of phones could not come from anywhere other than the corporate selection. So I had like three phones to work with. It was a stupid Alcatel, a stupid Alcatel. LG, and a stupid Motorola that was like worse. This was like my selection. And I was just like, I have no say in this matter, basically. So I'm just going to have to pick whatever looks better. And that was it. That was like my deciding factor. So, like, the phones that I got were basically just running off of, like, a corporate plan. And we'd have to wait until they got shipped and stuff like that. So, it wasn't the same. Then when I finally decided that I'm going to do this on my own and buy my own plan, because I had made a little bit of money during school, like, when I was still teaching or whatever, martial arts. So, then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to run a 1-2, pay 1200 bucks, get this 8+, because I always wanted an iPhone. But I had to try to justify <laughs> being like a waste with android you know what i mean i couldn't be walking around saying i hate you this thing shit like, you used to talk for for iphone mans at the time i remember you should talk bear shit yeah yeah because that's what you do when you own an android 
It just comes. It just comes with owning an Android. You have to talk shit. It's just inherent. It comes with the territory. As soon as you, as soon as you buy one, you immediately start hating everything else. You know. Well, I remember you used to download like free Spotify APK and shit. I think that's like the big, the biggest thing about Androids. That's the best thing is you can download APKs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I found a bunch of like root folders, downloaded APKs. I'd be like, oh, I can customize my screen. Y'all can't. Some shit. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was. You know what it also is? Like, I was in a stage where like I was not self sufficient. So, like, oh. I cannot pay for too many things on my own without getting support from the parents. So, like, you got to limit your purchases. So, the best way to do that, get so an Android and everything for free. So, basically, you're a self loathing Reddit user. Where yeah. mines have to live on like that mines have to live in a cardboard box because you have to save money for your whole life and if you don't save money you're a piece of shit. Yeah, but I was living in a cardboard box and not saving money at all because most of my money was going towards making the cardboard box look good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all it was because I used to buy like dumb shit all the time like those Bose headphones I did not need to pay three hundred and twenty five for them, but yeah. you already know I did, so you know. But yeah, <laughs> I think I got it in what third year? Got my iPhone. Um, that well, whenever the eight plus came out, which yeah. is I don't know when. But actually, it might have been second year. I don't remember. But when I got it, life was good. <laughs> that was a good time. That was a good era. I think that's when more life dropped. <laughs> <laughs> No, Actually, no, 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 more life didn't drop that. I think it was. I think it did, man. <laughs> did it? Is it twenty seventeen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it did. Damn! Take that in twenty seventeen. That's five years ago, man. Twenty seventeen. I was upstairs in my remember that office desk, at my place. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that big L desk. That's where I was at. I was upstairs. Twenty seventeen. This basement wasn't even made. That's weird. Damn. No, that's really weird. But yeah, I always... So yeah, so okay, the parallel to this is I always wanted one. So then when I got my opportunity to buy one, I did. Yeah. And like, I'm pretty sure every Android man, they low-key say that whenever they encounter like, you know, some type of <laughs> ecosystem activity happening. It's yeah. like, what do you mean you can connect your headphones to six different devices at once and it'll just seamless, seamlessly switch? Like, like our friend in Yosemite, like ABK goes like, hold on, what do you mean you can use the watches of Viewfinder? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's when he realized like, oh, okay, I, I, I understand this now. That's when he realized he was missing out a lot. Yep. Yeah. That's the same thing with, yeah. that's the same thing with this, my whip. Like you hear you hear like the standard issue comments about pickups, but yeah. the minute you pull up in front of a man, yeah. the first thing he always says, yo, I want that thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? The first thing. It's always like that. It's like the, the general consensus is always like, oh, why would you ever want to buy like a huge pickup? Yeah. And then you put someone in it and then they go, oh, it okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. It makes no, sense. it fully makes sense. <laughs> but, yeah. 
Oh, I'm not going to say shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say it because I've already heard it. I've read it, heard it all over the place because, like, I'll pop by Reddit every now and again. You'll see, like, these subreddits of, like, idiots in cars or, like, the cars subreddit. And it's just always, like, just truck hate across the board. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's they like, fully hate on trucks. Like, I'm, I'm sure they think it's, like, such a waste. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> and, like, yeah, it is. But, you know, like, sometimes you just got to live a little. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, no. So, however, I do have an issue with mans with those like extra raised trucks <laughs> like they're already raised as is but then they added an additional lift kit you know mm. lift kit is fine because a lift kit doesn't interfere with a lane <laughs> with the lane like if you're lifted you're okay because you're not intruding anybody true but if you the Make ones that better. I see the ones that I see which I, I low-key kind of like it's like these guys have like foot wide wheels, 12 oh, inch, yeah. 13 inch wheels, and they just dump it, right? Rims stick out, the fitment's like an extra seven inches across. So, like, now you're in the middle of the lane, but you're like kind of on the edge, you know? So, mans are, mans are like, you know, they're like living on the bleeding edge of the lane. Rest in peace if they try to go to like a tighter city. Facts. Those ones, I can agree. In certain situations, it's probably a little unnecessary. You don't need it. But at the end of the day, it just looks nice. That's the only thing. That's also you subjective. Know? but Yes. <laughs> I guess if you're a redneck, then it looks really good. True, true. <laughs> no, but I, I, I get the market for it. I, I understand the, the appeal of it. So, And yeah, like you said, you know, I think now is the time to buy those things because I don't know how much longer they'll like be in the market. I mean, at least the diesel and versions. Oh, no, no, no. Diesel's going to stick around. Actually, out of gas and diesel, diesel's the only one that's going to hang around because diesel's synthetic. That makes sense. Diesel's not like naturally made, right? True. So as far as the production of diesel, that's and plus you can't beat the range that you get off of diesel. That is true. That's, That's the thing. You can't beat that like i was close to buying a diesel just because of the range the only problem is half the time i'm spending in town driving so it just would have meant that i would have to replace the air filter and the oil filter like way too many times a year yeah right how often how many how many kilometers do you have to change a diesel uh it's every five on a diesel really wow yeah every five to ten or something along those lines but you really have to do it really frequently because and it gets worse if you're if you're driving in the city. So if most of your time is like stop start city traffic, every time you you kick off the line, you're actually pumping way more diesel out of the engine because it has to pump into every single one of the cylinder heads. Cuz oh. diesel combusts off of pressure, it doesn't combust off of electricity like gas yeah. does. Like like right? yeah, ignition like like yeah, combustion, right. Yeah, cuz gas requires spark plugs and yeah, that's just voltage. Plugs. So you can pump less gas and still get the same amount of torque, but with diesel, you really have to give it before it starts to go off. And then the minute it does that, like you've pumped way too many carcinogens into the air filter. So every time you're like, stop, start city driving, like red, green lights, it just becomes a problem. But if you're in back yeah. roads, farm farmland, this is why the, they always just drive diesels up there because it makes a lot of sense. It's just these yeah. long kind of stretches of road where you just kind of keep going. So you don't have to fill your tank up for like... A, a whole month basically <laughs> time yeah. but so, when you do fill it 
<laughs> it's nice and heft. I mean, look, that's the that's the, if this is the thing. It's like people say that, like, oh, when you fill your truck up, it's probably like taking a huge dent. But then you realize, okay, yeah, you and your little Mazda with a 20 liter tank, you're going to fill it up every week for like 25, 30 bucks. You compound that for the whole month. You and I are paying the same amount of money. That you know is what I'm true, saying? Yeah. It's like this, that's, that's, the, that's the weird thing. The whole, especially because gas is already expensive. So <laughs> but like that, if but I, that's, why, that's why a better measure is the, the miles per gallon or whatever, liters per kilometers per, like liters per kilometer. Right? Yeah. Like that's the, that's the better a comparison not really not really because so your mazda 3 has i would assume like a 40 liter tank maybe um, how many gallons is your so thing? 10 yeah usually it takes like 10 gallons to fill it up around there okay so 10 gallons is around what 10 gallons is about 37 liters so yeah it's a 40 liter tank okay yeah so you have a 40 now what are your my what's your mileage at if i'm doing like mostly highway driving then maybe like 30 30 miles per okay. gallon 30 miles per gallon so we'll assume 30 so yeah. you're looking at 300 mile range right which is yeah. around like 500 ish kilometers yeah now you take a truck with mine has a 36 gallon tank and i'm doing 10.8 10.8 liters per 100 kilometers, which is like, uh, hang on, 10.8 liter per 100 to mile per gallon. 22 miles per gallon. True. So do the mental math here, 22 times 36, you're looking at 800 miles. Right. Of range. So then you think, okay, how many miles per month do you do? Well, because of where I'm living right now, yeah, I'm probably paying the same amount as you because I'm living much farther from my work. But even now, I'm paying probably... So I'm filling my gas tank twice a week. Mm -hmm. So that adds, adds up to being like 20 gallons per week, which is 20 times 4. 20 times 4. Yeah, so about 80 bucks US. Yeah... Wait, how much is 20 times 4? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I don't Certified know why I'm like engineer. tripping. I'm like tripping out, but... <laughs> yeah, it's about 80 US. Well, you do highway driving, so that's not bad, actually. Yeah. Wait, no. $80 for... Okay, hold on. It's 10 gallons. So right now, the price... In California, it's like six fifty okay. per gallon. So assume assume seven dollars. So I'm paying I'm paying around sixty five dollars <laughs> per fuel like for, per filling. Okay, and you're doing it twice. Twice, so sixty five. Okay, yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. So do sixty five times four. Or no, hold on, I'll do one twenty times four. One hundred and twenty times four. Yeah. Yeah, so you're looking at 480 US a month. Yeah, let's just round it up to 500. So I'm paying 500 okay. per month. So 500 US per month is 694 Canadian. Okay? Yeah. Let me pull up my shit. I'm going to tell you. Because you'd be surprised. 
That seems like a lot. Yeah, but I'm, it's because I'm driving a very far distance. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. To work, I'm driving. I'm driving, basically eighty miles, every day. Oh damn. Yeah, to get to work. Holy back. shit. Yeah. That's a lot of miles. That's what I'm saying, man. God damn. You might need a. <laughs> we should have switched. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, honestly, look into diesel, man. God damn. This could save you a whole ton of money. So my per month average for my truck. Now, mind you, I've only had it for a couple of weeks so far. Yeah. I don't even think it's been like a, a full month yet. Actually, it might have already been a full month. Um, my average is 611 Canadian. Mind you, I'm driving a little less. But yeah. it's 611 Canadian compared to your 694 Canadian. Yeah, because 80, both paying 80, relatively mile, the same. 80 miles... Two kilometers is how much? About a hundred something. Yeah. Um, let me see. Eighty miles to kilometers. It's about a hundred and thirty kilometers. So that's how much I drive every day. Yeah. That's so, fine. Yeah. Well, starting tomorrow, I'm gonna be moving to closer to my my workplace, so my gas consumption should come down quite significantly. Oh, you're moving? Yeah. Yeah. Nice, well, closer nice. to work, like 10 minutes from work. To a new place? Yeah. Place of your own? No, no. I'm going to be sharing with some coworkers, but... Nice. At least at least until my, you know, men's are getting married next year, so... At least as coworkers and not randoms. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. Me getting married? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got because more more than the marriage, I'm more excited to see you in a suit, man. <laughs> you know what? In okay, in in some regards, I'm kind of glad I started this new job because I'm kind of getting a little bit m- less uncomfortable wearing like dress shit. Yeah, because yo, one of the big requirements this job, man, has to show up in like professional attire, so I have to wear like dress pants, dress shirt tuck that shit in like it was it was rough the first couple of days where i'm like i this could have made or break this could fully make or break like my future here at this company where i'm like am i too uncomfortable wearing this yeah but i found the the right combination but you were wearing jeans right black jeans in the picture picture you sent me yeah no those are dress pants those are dress pants so a coworker actually put me on game okay and i completely forgot that this company existed for a long time uh, Lululemon. Damn. That's what they are. They basically have an entire... The only lineup of men's like, proper pants that they have are these like dress pant looking things. They're like super flexible. like They're not polyester, but they're flexible like dress pant material. Yeah. But they've, they've cut it down so that it's got like a skinny fit to it. And it doesn't... It looks like dress pants, but it doesn't feel like dress pants. You know what right. I'm saying? So, like, it's not uncomfortable to wear. They're, like, super stretchy. They're also incredibly comfortable. So, he put me on that because that was the first time I went running with him. And, like, I told him, like, man, I'm fucking tired of wearing dress. He goes, like, no, 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 just get a pair of Lululemons. You should be good to go. And, like, he was right. So, I just ordered, like, a bunch of colors on that. It was, like, I got a black pair, a blue pair, and a gray pair. Nice. So, men's are set for the whole week. And then as far as the shirts go, I swear to God... The dress shirts, I went to Costco. <laughs> I got 
I got the Kirkland brand like standard issue black dress shirt. Yo, that shit does the trick. Roll the <laughs> sleeves up. Men's are good. I thought about going to H&M at first, but the problem is like it all depends on the cut. Like their dress shirt cut is stupid. <laughs> but like at least Costco's doesn't make you look like a SpongeBob. The Kabox. No. Especially cuz No, man, especially cuz like my body comp like the way that my body's been proportioned is like just strange. I just look like Dr. Eggman. I'm like <laughs> I'm like I'm like 1 foot of torso and four feet of legs that's that's my problem so like everything looks terrible (laughs) dr eggman don't kill me that's what it is you're just top heavy you're built like dj kai no it's the other way (laughs) no it's the other way i have no torso whatsoever compared to legs i have just all legs (laughs) i'm like My arm, like shoulders, torsos, one. It's like Mike Wazowski. Shoulders, torsos, oh, yeah, just no, one no. thing. <laughs> I'm not top. It's not. It's I'm top light. There's nothing here. <laughs> this is why I put on any pair of dress shirt. I'm just like I look in the mirror. I'm like ugh, because it just doesn't work. And then like you have to tuck it in, right? If I left it out, it would have been fine. But, yeah. like, now you have to tuck it in so mans can definitely see where your waistline is. Yeah. And, like, they can clearly see your waist is only, like, your whole torso is only this big. <laughs> it's just super annoying. But it's all right. You'll see me in a suit. I'm going to show up in a flannel suit. I promised. No, man. I promised. Actually, flannel suits were in not not too long ago, but. Nah, we'll figure something out. I'm gonna coordinate with all yeah. the other men's. You also have to figure out what the I hell already, we're doing. I already, I already told uh, Phil we have to do a bachelor party, man. I was telling <laughs> men's, I was telling men's to reach Vegas. Oh God. Let's run it, bro. All right. I'm down. I'll reach Vegas cafes. <laughs> Vegas cafes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I don't think that exists. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm pretty Yo, sure... Yo, honestly, I would be down for, like, a Vegas fight night. Ooh. You know? Let's run it. Like, if there's, like, a one UFC event, I don't care what it is, but I'd be down to, like, to reach. We could, like, kind of coordinate it that way. <laughs> Yo, that's a plan, bro. That'd be actually sick, eh? Because they have, they have fights in Vegas all the time now, so... Yeah, no I know. Just search... Okay, just yeah, actually, MGM I'm down now. I'm yeah, actually yeah, down. Let's do it. Let's run it. Just reach MGM Grand, especially because, like, all mans are for it, too. Yeah. You know? We just have to get Aegis and Essen on board. Well, Ajith is going to have work the next morning at 2 in the morning. So, you know, he's, <laughs> man already knows that, like, he's out of commission. Facts. I went to I went to see him this past week on, the, on Wednesday. Yeah. And, like, it was right after work. And he fully told me, like, before I showed up, he's like, yeah, at least. Yeah, he's like, reach whenever. Just, like, just try to end it by 10 p.m. because i have work in the morning i'm like but try to end it. bro what is this like ending like oh meetups this man this man fully gave me a timeline <laughs> imagine men are like mocking food and like you're in like the middle of a bite and he like pff, fucking pulls it out of your hand. he's like all right time's time up, up. Time's up. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's fully like, I gotta sleep and like wake up the next morning. I'm like, okay, then go. <laughs> then go. <laughs> I'll still be here. Yo, facts. I'll still be here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> reach. Bill's on you, but reach. This guy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Our friends are very interesting. Sorry, they they it's, all add they all add something to the to the bigger image. They definitely add they add something to the bigger picture for sure. There's yeah. there's definitely reason that they're still friends with us. It's just the one the one collective thing that they remove from the bigger picture is like reliability. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I think you like make up for the loss of reliability because you're the most reliable man out of everyone. I try to be. <laughs> Partly because I'm lonely and bored, so like that always helps. As soon as a plan is made, you are you already know. <laughs> Man is hopping on that immediately. I don't care. But now you're a sad and lonely guy with a pickup truck. Yay! So now you have you'll you know you'll you'll be reached out to by multiple people for help. You know what? Surprisingly, no one has reached out yet. And it's like, okay. Just I've give it some of... time. <laughs> I've kind of made it no, 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 no. See, I'm not worried. Here's why: is because Essen, he's on the plan to get his own pickup too, right? So once Essen cops his, he's gonna be the most productive out of all of us. Okay, that's, that's true. That that you I know, know for saying? a fact he's gonna be making the most use of that that bed. Yeah, yeah. Like airport moves are gonna be off the charts. This man is gonna be at the <laughs> airport every three days, <laughs> hauling someone. Doesn't matter if it's his family. It's just gonna be someone. Yeah. It's like. I would not put that past me. But as far as like, you know, moving and stuff goes, like if a man needs to like move some shit, that's going to be Essen's job, not mine. That's my truck has job. a ceramic. Yo, my truck has a ceramic. I'm not trying to get like dust and debris on my shit. Nah. Oh, yeah, man's <laughs> doing like ceramic coating. Yeah. My truck's for, for form, not function. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I did my last wash today for the thing. Before the winter shows up. Yeah. So I think after winter's done, I'm probably just going to like do normal shit instead of like doing like the whole hand wash procedure. Mostly because I don't know if I'm going to be able to like reapply the coating after the winter has like peeled it off entirely. Oh, right. So because a procedure to add is like way too tiresome and like tedious. And there's like other ways to get the same effect. So I'm just like, I'll just take it to Auto Spa, that place over here in Ontario. Oh, yeah. In Oakville, right? think yeah they have a few branches they got one in oakville they have one in burlington which is close by right. and they do like a whole comprehensive hand wash and everything and they just don't do it with a ceramic coating so i'm like i can ah, get a whole com- done, i like- can get a whole comprehensive hand wash get done in like ten dollars <laughs> really because <laughs> there's like a lot of like lo- like like cheap like car wash places and, and like mexican car wash places <laughs> 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 This man fully put segregation and racism to his to his advantage. <laughs> Dude, they're the ones charging that amount, so I'm giving them the money. Oh, I'm sure. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Definitely take full advantage. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I'm I'm supporting local business, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Essie, you want to clean your car? <laughs> Yo, it's actually pretty professional. They like. They'll, like, take your car in and then they'll wash it. They'll, like, by hand clean by, like, a cloth and everything. So, yeah. So, it's, it's like, 
proper. They have to, because if there's one lawsuit or if there's one complaint, and then the government finds out that those guys working there are not legal, they're going to get dumped. (laughs) So they have to make sure that they do a good job. I think there's a one good thing that comes out of this whole Mexico-U.S. situation. It's like the dudes who do show up here, they have to put in the work. Otherwise, they're done. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of sad and at the same time, but, you know. Yeah. I honestly, I think the the thing that I'm kind of baffled about when it comes to the U.S. is like, okay, so I told you this before. Actually, I haven't said on the podcast, but my, or maybe I have, my parents got like a sick park, not parking ticket, but a speeding ticket. We'll talk about the parking ticket. But we got, they got a, (laughs) they got a sick speeding ticket in New York. Okay. Like my, my dad and my mom were driving down to New York and they reached the stretch of the I-90 where it less changes from 50 to 40 50 40 50 40 and my dad was going 55 the whole way and then got he got dummied at the 40 sign right the cop was the cop was just like you're going 15 over and so they were like well we didn't know because the signs keep changing and it's like a foggy day or whatever so it turns out in the state of new york you don't actually get like a fine for your parking ticket you get like a request for whatever judicial this or something like that you have to like apply and you have to fight it or you have to like plead guilty or not guilty and like you have to go through this whole system and still to this day mans do not know how much they have to pay it's been like three weeks what the hell as for like a simple speeding ticket like here in ontario you get a speeding ticket you can see the number and you pay it the same day and life is good yeah you know but evidently in the states, depending on what state you're in, you, this thing can be drawn out for God knows how long. So, like, you know? do they have to, like, go to court for it? Yeah. So they're going to go back to the states to, like, go to court? I don't think they have to go, like, fully in person. But there's definitely, like, a court application that they have to file saying that we're not guilty. This is our reasoning. You know what I mean? Like, we were we were, we were were going 15 over because we thought it was a 50 zone and something like that. Like, yeah. there's an entire, like, you have to, like, explain yourself and, like, justify. Like, it's weird. Yeah. So part of me is thinking, like, imagine. Now, this is for a family who's lived in Canada. We're Canadian citizens. And we've been here the whole time. We're just visiting the U.S. We're legal. Yeah. But, like, you have to think, like, if this should happen for illegal families who just showed up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, the system finds out that they don't have any documentation here. That's you know what I mean? Up. It's just yeah. like, you. I wonder what the pain is. Like, the just constant clench yeah. that these guys are probably, you know, kind it's of so imagine. fucked. Yeah. Because I know California is not any better when it comes to speeding tickets. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, thankfully, I haven't got one yet. And I don't plan on getting one ever. But... <laughs> yeah, man, it'll... This 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 place has really shitty drivers for sure though. Like there's no concept of like left lane is for passing, not for chilling. You know. That's universal across North America though, man. No one here knows how to I think lanes for people here is just space to be. Yeah. (laughs) That's all it is. Space to be. (laughs) No, that's for real. That's all it is. You know? It's like once a lane opens, someone's just like, this looks good. And then yeah. they just reach. Yeah. They just reach. NPCs, <laughs> literally, brother. All NPCs. Piece of shit. This is my gripe with roundabouts. Specifically roundabouts in North America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Europe is out of the question. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. 
when it comes to European countries, they're odd, all of them, doesn't matter which one, they're all automatically better than us yeah. in every way. They're better when it comes to engineering, better when it comes to civic infrastructure, better when it comes to like people infrastructure, yeah. better when it comes to civic unrest or lack thereof. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like people there do everything properly and like they don't care about it, you know? They know how to drive over there. They know how to use the roads. They know how to like be polite. But here in North America, it's the complete opposite. I think everyone. Have that I, concept. The problem is, I think everyone's like too entitled here, and like the lack of self awareness yeah. shows on the roads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. They think they're the shit. Like I was just talking to, um, man, one of my mom's friends showed up here to like take her out somewhere. Yeah. And uh, I just showed her the truck. I was just like, because she wanted to see it. And I'm like, okay, like hop in. And so we kind of went around the neighborhood for a little bit. And then she fully goes like, we're, I was on Dundas. And I was like driving behind somebody. And the minute I got like within six feet, there's a person in front of me in like a shitty like Hyundai Tucson or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I got within six feet of this guy. He just moved. He did not give a shit. He didn't want any of that smoke. Man, just cut. Right. And so I told her straight up. I was like, listen, yeah, people get scared when like you drive a pickup right behind them. They just get out of the way because it's true. You know what I mean? Like you get behind somebody, they're immediately going to move because you're just, you're just five feet taller than them. Yeah. And so she fully goes, nah, 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 see, like I would do that. But she goes like, now what I do is if I see someone like in a pickup truck behind me, I break. And I just kind of went silent for a little bit. And in my mind, <laughs> I thought, lady, if I was ever behind you and you did that shit, oh. <laughs> yo, <laughs> you already know, men's are off-roading on Dundas. I don't care. Jeez, like, imagine you know brake I mean? check, getting brake checked by a Hyundai Tucson, bro. But no, but this is the this is the thing. Like in North America, you, like you talk about entitled. It's yeah. like you don't have to. The the if you see someone coming up behind you, you get out of the way. That's yeah. how it works. If yeah. you're in the outside lane, going slower than the outside lane. Yeah. And then you find that people behind you are trying to get you out of the way. Your first response should be to cut, not to yeah. brake. I see this shit happen on QEW four hundred one, like all the major highways. Man's have started to take the 407 now because the company's been paying for it. And, like, I see that on the 407, too. Oh, really? It's like a man will be on the full, full, fullest outside. 407 is like 150 lanes or whatever. The yeah. man's going to be on the fullest outside lane and still going at, like, 95. I was wow. like, bruv, bruv, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you, man? Meanwhile, even the cops on 407, we're all chilling at 130. It's not a big deal because 407 is a private highway. No one cares. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't know. I don't understand these people. And like these guys who are chilling at like really slow speeds, they're all in like their shitty Priuses and Corollas and shit. You know, man's like, <laughs> it, actually, oh, it actually cheeses me the most when I see a Prius do that. Yeah. I actually was watching a, a video of a Prius brake checking a pickup truck. It was so bad. And then the, it was in California. And this guy, the pickup truck guy, it was like in a company pickup. And like eventually he like manages to like overtake the Prius. Mm-hmm. And like the, then the truck started brake checking the Prius, <laughs> and then eventually it was like a red light, and then the both mans get out of the car. Well, no, the pickup guy, truck guy gets out of the car, but then like the Prius got scared, and then he like tried running away, and it like yep. almost ran over the guy. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I think just people don't understand the concept of like yeah, you and your small little Prius, you don't have any inertia for, to begin with, but. <laughs> If you're going to try to brake check one of us, I mean, I'm driving a four-ton pickup. Yeah. I don't care what happens. 
I will apply the brakes. It's up to God now to decide. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's up to the laws of physics to decide whether you got lucky or not. That's just, it is what it is. Like, you realize really quickly, like, the amount of inertia that you have in something like this. I would imagine the, the people who drive, like, Chevy Suburbans have yeah. more to deal with because they're heavier than me. Right. Right? Because they've got, like, like the seven Denali's? seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they got, like, the extended, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Denali's. A Cadillac Escalade is even heavier. So it's just like, you know, these dudes have a lot of inertia. Those guys are moving weight, man. Bro, and like, don't even get me started on the new Hummer. That's 9,000 pounds. What the hell? Did you know this? No. Nah. The new Hummer EV, because of oh, the amount of battery, the battery? Yeah. that they put in, is 9,000 pounds. You try to brake check one of those, no, it's not happening. Yeah. There's no brakes. It's just it's no brakes. It just it just slows down through like like just weight. Yeah, exactly. The full force of gravity is just slowing it down. So literally, the, the drive units are fighting against gravity. They're not even trying to move. Actually, uh, I would imagine that the regenerators, like the regen system on that Hummer, would be amazing. You really because the amount like, of all your battery. <laughs> Like, you could discharge and charge your batteries at every light, basically. <laughs> That'd be incredible. That'd be, like, the greatest battery life of all time. It's just self-sustaining fully at that point. Yeah. People are going to shit on it, though, too. But I'm, oh, like, sure. I, man, I got my eye on it. The minute it comes, it, like, shows up in Canada fully. Yeah. I might attempt you might attempt if I, if, the cop. If it's if the range is good enough. Yeah. This is my issue. And maybe you can shed some light on this. This whole like battery range situation. Yeah. To me it's it just feels real. like What do you mean? Like if if they say you'll get 350 miles of range on one charge, it's never 350. Realistically, it's going to be like 320 max but yeah. like and then most likely you'll, you'll usually get 300 no, no no so that wasn't my question that i already knew yeah and here in canada it's even worse because that what you just yeah. said is good for the summer months but then in the winter months you can dock 100 kilometers off your range immediately yeah but my thing is it seems to me that lithium has its physical limitation it does yeah like you can't go beyond 500 kilometers or 500 miles right now because what's I mean, the highest mileage of the model s like 600 miles oh yeah uh, 500 i think so like that's it yeah i mean form factor matters too right like obviously you can stack that shit but I guess, but you stack the battery, now the car has to get bigger. So, But that's why, yeah, yeah, I know. Now you're dealing with more weight. So, like, yeah. at the end of the day, does the range really go up? Or have you just increased your battery capacity for a heavier vehicle? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, you see what like I mean? It's like a diminishing, like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. No, it's a catch-22, because you stack up your battery plates, like, you can have three battery packs. Yeah. But then you're going to have, that's the Hummer EV. It's got three battery packs, right? Yeah, there's, there's got to be like a break-even point, right? Like, there's, there's probably like that sweet, that 
perfect balance of like not being too heavy but then you still get good range right yeah but it's just like it's not good enough that's my only problem like 500 miles is not no I, I understand what you mean like I think that's why so like Tesla specifically they're they're like really going in on this like structural battery pack where there it's kind of like the battery pack is the structure of the vehicle that has its own problems in my opinion but i don't know that's a that's a lot of fire hazards but apparently it's like it works so i don't know yeah, once I'm those sure. when those vehicles start rolling out i guess the people will see what what happens but he's essentially trying to put battery packs in like other places i'm assuming yeah yeah I don't know what what it looks like, but yeah, the structural battery pack, that's that's what it is. Like my thing is for cars, I think it's okay. Like 500 miles on a car, you're looking at like upwards of up on the high 700 kilometers, right? Or maybe even eight. What is it? You're looking at 800 kilometers on one charge. Yeah. And that's for like the sedan, like the Model S. But the long haulers are supposed to be the big guys, right? Yeah. Because now you have to think, like, there's going to be companies that are going to try to make big SUVs. Like Rivian, R1S. That does not have 500 miles. That has, like, three. Yeah. So it kind of defeats the purpose. Like, the the Ford Lightning, for instance, has, like, 500 kilometers of range. Which is 300 like, miles, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, that defeats the purpose of having one. Yeah. Because it's 500 kilometers with an empty truck. Yeah. So, like, you put five wide-body mans in there, you're dipping down to 300 kilometers. <laughs> five wide-body mans. Yeah. For real, like, if I'm thinking about, like, a practical application, like, you know what I mean? Like, when I was in Ottawa with, like, ABK and a bunch of our other friends, like, I fit four guys in the back seat plus yeah. one in the, in the passenger, right? So, like, it's supposed to be, like, a big kind of long haul, like a bus. Yeah. So you can't have a bus that doesn't go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I know, I know what you mean. Because there's I no think, other battery tech that can get high amounts of range. Yeah. I think like it's, it's it. very similar to like, you know, when, when like gasoline cars just became a thing. And like they were kind of like ramping up. I think EVs are in that in that phase right now where they're, they're just pushing for that. So like here's the other thing too. There was like an actual like study done about like how much range does the average person actually need. And... Mm-hmm. It was, like, found that, like, the average person doesn't need more than, like, 300 miles. I think, I think yeah, your use case is, like, falls within, like, the, the 20 to 10% of people. Hmm. You'd like be surprised. Miles is like, about 500 kilometers. I think that's, that's assuming that you've got reason to fill it later right what do you like, mean the average person needs about 300 miles that's fine is that like per month i'm assuming no per no, day no 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 not day but per charge sure or per yeah. fill or something yeah yeah i don't know i think for gas that's definitely feasible like you can do 300 miles on every tank that's fine because you can still fill it at a tank within seconds so it's like a negligible thing if you're willing to fill it in every time 
like in California for electric cars, 300 miles is okay because you're going to get a supercharger every 20 miles. Yeah. See what I'm saying? But that's not the case up here. <laughs> True. You know? Southern Ontario, you've probably got like three supercharging networks. Burlington has, I can only see one Tesla supercharger in Burlington. I, I, I can't find anything else. I don't even think Oakville has one. I know Toronto has one. I know Montreal has a big one. Yeah. I don't know about the other provinces over in, in the West. I know Newfoundland and PEI definitely do not have one. <laughs> they never get any love to begin with. So like, and Alberta's probably still stuck in their gas because Alberta does not like Quebec. And whatever Quebec does, Alberta does the opposite. So like, you know, they definitely don't have anything. So it's just, this is the issue. It's like I get that the average person only needs 300 miles, but that depends on the situation. If you have means to keep that 300 miles going, then that's not a problem. But but, if the, but that's my point is 80% of the population falls within that category. Yeah, I guess. So you, you it's either you cater to the 10 to 20% or you cater to the majority of the market, which is not... They don't doesn't require a long range vehicle. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of I, it from this side too, because because uh, you're you're in California, so your situation's different. I mean, because... regardless, even if I was in Canada, like, like realistically, majority of the people don't need to drive that far. If you're you know. If you're in the GTA within like a regular like suburban, even Burlington, who cares? Charge. You can even charge at home. You need to realize that too, right? Like, yes. So, it's really not that detrimental, in my opinion. I just, I think the whole like complaint about like oh I have to like worry about where I'm. I think that you could have complained about that like back in like twenty thirteen, but I think year to year like that argument is like diminishing and it's not like as valid of an argument to not get an EV anymore. Mm. And like charging stations are only going to increase. Like it's not that like they're going to like stay stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. That part I know. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of just think that there's a certain, at least for me, there's like a peace of mind that you get when you know that you're, your battery capacity is big enough that you can just kind of let it sit there. You know? It's just like... Like my dad's Venza, for instance. Like, the dude only has, like, a 50-liter tank. But because he's got a hybrid... Man's chilling for a whole month. He doesn't have to fill it up at all. Yeah. You know? And, like, for an EV, that's the goal. Right? Where it's like... Because here's the thing. Yes, you realistically, you only need 300 miles. But I already know that anybody who drives an EV does this all the time. They're always getting range anxiety. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like you got to like go to some place. Like how many miles is they going to take up off of my charge? You know, yeah, there's always going to be that question of like, ah, like, I, you know, is there a charging station nearby? Or like, how many miles is that going to take? Like, will I have enough to get back? Do I need to charge the car beforehand? Or you know what I'm saying? Like, there's all this like preemptiveness. Then there's like. You got to drive in a certain way in order to keep your charge up. Like you can't yeah. drive normally. Sometimes you'll have to hypermile it. Or sometimes you'll have to like turn off certain amenities yeah. or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Like I know for a Tesla it's different because you're like the, the battery capacity on the Model 3, Y, S, and X. They're 
higher in general. Yeah. Right. There's better battery management from Tesla because they've been doing it for so long. But like for the new boys, Hyundai, Nissan, whatever Honda's doing, Kia, <laughs> yeah. like it, those other EVs that are more quote unquote affordable for men's right now, the yeah. $40,000, $50,000 ones. Bear in mind, here in Canada, Teslas start bottom out at 65. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know what I mean? So like you've already reached a premium level even on your least premium vehicle yeah. over here. So like when you get another offering of like a car that looks subjectively better or like the, the Hyundai Ionic 5 or like the Kia EV6 yeah. or like a bunch of these other like electric yeah, that cars. Hyundai that looks kinda, nice, yeah. Yeah. They, they don't have that much of a range. You're looking at 300, 400 kilometers. That's the same amount on my Mazda CX-3. It was like, you know. <laughs> And, like, I already know that, like, even I used to do that. I used to get range anxiety sometimes. It's like, goddamn, like, I'm going to have to, like, fill up. I filled up three days ago. I'm going to have to do it again. Yeah. So, like, and in an EV, you don't have the, the, the luxury of just dipping in, doing a splash and dash and leaving. You got to sit there for, like, an hour. Yeah. Right? Because these guys don't use a Tesla charging network. They use their own. So you're limited in the speed and shit. Yeah. So my, that's my whole thing is, like, especially if you're driving a big car. And like you're you're gonna get range anxiety all the time. Your brain's yeah. just gonna have to keep thinking of like, oh, this trip that I'm about to take is like 50 kilometers. Shit, like I only have like 150 on the on the charge, and that's assuming that we've got air conditioning off and yeah. windows are up. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like having that peace of mind of like, my tank can take me 1,100 kilometers wherever I yeah. want to go. Not a big deal. Like I want to have that in an electric vehicle. You know what I'm saying? It will happen at some point, but I also think that, like, that's why EVs are becoming a big thing is because people, I think people don't really value that peace of mind that you're really alluding to. <laughs> it's just losing hope for humanity, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you what the, what the what the majority market is, right? I understand your point of view, like, where yeah. you love this. There's that like peace of mind of having like a large range on a vehicle, which I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, that's that's ideal for anyone. But I think what people value more is like not paying much, much more at the gas station and like being able to, I guess people can charge at home, right? Like have a full charge when you wake up, mm -hmm. you're good to go, you know, that sort of thing. So. I'm curious about that whole charging thing and like not having to pay because I know you can charge at home. Oh, you do have to pay. Who's your energy you bill is going to reflect. Yeah. For sure. If you're but I mean, they've, they've been calculations, but like overall, like you still end up paying for sure at the current gas prices too. Like you still end up paying less. Less, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it probably also depends on which one you go with, which car you go with, right. too. Yeah, for sure, there's a lot of variations. So, Like, if you go with a Tesla, you're not paying on a supercharger. But you are. I... No, you oh, are. are you? Yeah, yeah, you are. I thought it was... But I think my, yeah, like, my, my buddy here, at least in the States, like, it also, it also matters on when you do it. Like, if you do, like, during peak hours, I think you do end up paying more. But, like, I think on, like, non-peak hours... Um. Yeah, it's like a lot less, but I think I don't remember. But last time I saw him charging, he paid like twenty dollars, for like, three hundred miles of range. 
Also, not bad. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it's either you pay twenty dollars or you pay seventy dollars. So yeah. True. It'd be sick if man to have self-sustaining, like if you have like the Tesla, like solar roof. Like in California, obviously it's ideal. Like geographically, like sunwise, like yeah, you get most sun in California. So like, imagine you have like a sunroof, or solar panels, and on top of that, you have like the power wall for storage. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're like, you're you're set. Like in terms of like self sustaining. I'm more curious as to why they haven't put solar panels on the roof of the car yet. So that's another thing is. They've tried this, and the car. So, solar panels. They need surface area. Like the more, like the amount of area on on the roof of a car, is not enough, to even get you any meaningful amount of charge. Like apparently there was, in order to like get any sort of meaningful, recharge is to like have like like basically like a massive panel that like opens up like mm-hmm. imagine like having a rod and then it like expands and like it's like a leaf that like open like blossoms like yeah you know yeah yeah i got what so, you mean. that's the only time you could have like any sort of meaning but like yeah solar roofs on a car like are like kind of like not effective by any means here i'm gonna show you this real quick uh, I don't know if it'll be a good image of it. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these things on the road. But there's a company back in early 2000s that did this. So what I meant by solar panels, it wasn't to charge the car up. This is a company called Fisker. Oh, they yeah. made this car as like a proof of concept. This car is weird. It has a gas engine and an electric motor, but the gas engine is not connected to the wheels. The, what, what they did was they took a tiny like two liter four cylinder yeah. gas engine and they hooked it up directly to an electric generator. So literally all the engine does, it sits at idle all day long yeah. and it just charges the batteries and the batteries are hooked up to the motors. So basically with a 20 liter tank, you could go up to like 1500 kilometers damn because the gas engine like i said it just sits at idle because it's not hooked up to anything right so the engine sits at idle and all it's doing is spinning an alternator that charges that keeps the battery pack charged and that battery pack is then dumping voltage into the two motors in the right that makes sense yeah so you get the benefits of like a gas engine with range but then you also get like the torque of an electric motor and the, the speed or whatever right best of both worlds kind of thing yeah the project ended up being weird because the guy who funded it is some kind of like <laughs> some weird kind of hedge fund man's or whatever. Yeah. But what they did was they put a solar panel on the roof, but it wasn't to charge the batteries. It was to do things like keep the air conditioning running, keep the radio uh, on, keep yeah. the ambient lighting going, keep the headlights on, shit like that. For stuff like that's that, what that's I funny. meant. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like I'd be surprised if, like, it, it would make sense, especially for like the Model X, because the roof line is massive. Yeah. Especially if mans don't opt in for the sun the sunroof or whatever. Yeah. Toss a solar panel on there and then you can get technically more range because you're not using the batteries to charge your or to power your air conditioning or 
climate control or radio or shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. Stuff like that would be fine. Stuff like that, like innovations, like when it comes to that, like if the Ford, like the electric lightning one, if they put a solar panel on the top to do menial shit like that, it'd be okay. Then I'd understand like, okay, at least they're trying, you know? Yeah, but I think, so here's the thing. You can add a lot of these perks, but I think the biggest deciding factor for this type of stuff, I think a lot of companies would love to do that, but I think it becomes like a, what a lot of these companies with these concepts and stuff they forget is at the end of the day, man's need to manufacture this thing at Coming scale. down to cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like adding a solar do. panel is going to probably like bump the cost up a lot. Yeah. And that ends up showing on the price of the car, which is like, do we really need a solar panel? If not, then like, let's not add it. I'm sure they'd love to, but yeah. Yeah, makes sense. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like other ways because it just seems like lithium is already reaching its limit. Like there's only so much that you can eke out of a battery pack before it just becomes yeah, kind of, you know, and then, and then you try to con- like, this is like the weird kind of niche market, but then you have to try to convince the purists that like electric power is the way to go. So you par- start putting like electric systems in like performance vehicles and like Dodge is doing it with their new charger. <laughs> with the fake sound. But it's just like rest in peace to range whatsoever. Like if you're going to go for full speed, you're not yeah. getting any range whatsoever. So you're not going to get the benefit of that. You're just going to get yeah. speed, you know. Hummer is going to be the same system. It's just like it will go really fast and it will move for a little bit before you run out of battery. Like, <laughs> you know. Bro, literally, I think that's how I was watching this video. It's like Dodge Challenger like the highest spec or something and like apparently the range is so bad on it where you get like you literally only get like 50 miles of range on, on like the tank. ev one no you're talking no no, about no, the, no no i'm talking about like on like a gas current. i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah i was watching this video literally the guy drove like down like t- two blocks and he lost like 10 miles of range yeah yeah it's probably the um the demon <laughs> True. Whatever the demon is, or whatever they're like, kind of, uh, I think they have another range called like Scat Pack or something. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's the thing. That's the that's the one thing I admire about Dodge is that Stellantis, like their big kind of overarching umbrella company that bought them out. Yeah, Stellantis has a bunch of other brands that make them money, and I think they're able to then push and funnel Dodge to just make things for people who are like oblivious to the rest of the world, you know. Like bovine creations, basically. So these guys will put a 6.5 liter V8 inside a Challenger, put chonker tires on the back, thinner ones on the front. It'll do 0 to 60 in 2.5 seconds and to run a quarter mile in under 8. Yep. And it'll scream like a freaking banshee. And like, people will buy it. <laughs> because yeah. why wouldn't you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. If you had fuck you money, absolutely. No, for sure. That makes sense. I would definitely get like a big block obnoxious charger instead of some kind of an exotic. Because it's easier to maintain, it's easier to run. It's just a piece of American clog iron, so who cares <laughs> if it breaks? <laughs> it's fr- it's fully for facts. It's like it doesn't matter. Who cares if it breaks? Dodge will replace a, that shit for It's free. just a piece of it's just a hunk of metal on wheels. It is. It's a hunk of metal with an engine on the front. Yeah. You know? The build quality is atrocious. The interior doesn't look all that great, but that engine does go if you want it to go, you know? Yeah. 
and makes like, a lot of it, noise in the process. Yeah, it's simple. <laughs> you know, and like bonus if it goes fast. But who cares about that? It's loud. <laughs> That's all that matters. You know, it's loud. And like Dodge is fully like the CEO of Dodge. He's like a, he's basically just a Chad. Like that guy. <laughs> that guy. If you ever see him do like live events, he's always like, yeah, bro, this car does like, he's like, he's using words like sick and like, <laughs> like, radical and shit i'm just like bro you're like 45 years old he goes like we at dodge believe in passion and badassery i'm like oh okay <laughs> but anyway yeah man i guess we're coming think, up on our time eh? yeah yeah i think we should uh put an end this lovely chat oh speaking of uh actually we'll probably cover that later true i was gonna say speaking of putting an end i want i wanted to bring up elon's tweets (laughs) (laughs) that is already like too much of a clusterfuck i don't know if i want to dive into that (laughs) yeah that guy needs to settle down but also october 28th is looming soon 12 days until 12 days until uh, Essence's favorite child shows up. <laughs> Essence's favorite? Oh, damn. I thought it was another dooming loom. I'm like, what? What is that? No, 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 no. Essence's <laughs> favorite child reaches here on the 28th. Phil's child is Essence's favorite child? No, no, no. Just Essence's favorite child. I'm pretty. Ajit and I were talking about this. I'm pretty sure Essence is just going to kidnap him. Damn. <laughs> this guy's way too obsessed with this he's just gonna movie. like keep holding on to him as he enters this car he's not and even he's gonna, him like a car seat just put him in the he's gonna hold on to him and he's gonna run a french exit and then he's just gonna cut <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have him in his like front seat in the civic and then drive off <laughs> i like i'm like picturing him doing it too <laughs> he's definitely gonna do it He's like a super low seat too, so he's gonna be like leaning back. <laughs> the kid? Oh, the kid. Both. <laughs> oh man, bro. Yeah. What? Oh, he's gonna say that to the kid, bro. <laughs> Kid's gonna start crying, bro. We're almost there. <laughs> the kid takes a shit in the diaper, bro. <laughs> I hope the day that the day that he holds that ba- the minute he holds that baby, I hope the baby takes the most kind <laughs> of shit, <laughs> like liquid too. I hope that it's like fully, you know, overflowing. Oh man! Because I want that reaction for I want Essence to go. Oh, oh. <laughs> what the hell? Damn. Yeah, well, like, I hope you guys have a fun time when he reaches that Bachara kid. Bro, we're not we're not going within 10 feet until certain situations are dealt with that have nothing to do with us. So yeah. those, those, those two women are dealt with. We're not going anywhere near that because I'm not trying to be part of that drama. You have to be part of it, bro. Part of Absolutely the not. We're not here for that. We're here for the kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's not our concern. That's that's our friend's concern. That's his whole thing to deal with, not us. 
but anyway man yeah until next time eh? we'll cut it over yeah, and then uh, sure. run it back ABK, again this time hopefully. i'll try to rope in abk this this time we'll probably try to bring him in <laughs> yeah all right sounds good man. i'll send him a calendar invite <laughs> <laughs> all right sounds good all right yo peace all right, yo. peace